Welcome to the original and the best Power Hour with Alex Burr and Dylan Hughes, members and podcast of the Running Hook Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Running Hooks Basketball Power Hour. I am Alex Burr, joined, reunited, and it feels so good, with my co-host, <laughs> with my co-host and great friend, J.D. Hall. J.D., in the tradition of throwing curveballs, when you expect a fastball, if you could go on a vacation anywhere right now, it's cold weather right now. If you could pick any place in the world to go on vacation, where are you choosing? Um, good question. I'm going to say, let me see, because you know I don't really like the code. So that take a lot of places out the race. Well, I wasn't imagining you were going to go to like, you know, Anywhere cold. Uh, it's so many different places, but I'll probably go Egypt. Egypt. Interesting. It's real hot and it's so many things that like I just found. Like they ancient history type stuff, like you know, all those special old artifacts. I just want to be able to experience that. You know what? I respect it. Um, I think if I had to pick one, I would. Well, I'm going to Cancun hey. pretty soon. I, we got to talk about power hour that week. That'll be interesting scheduling. Um, but we got to. Uh, I think if I had to go anywhere else other than Cancun, I'd go back to the Dominican Republic. I went when I was 18. The beaches there were stunning. I had the worst sunburn of my life. JD, I was actually sticking to chairs um, in the Dominican wow. airport when I was done there. Um, it was, was it worth it? You bet your ass it was. <laughs> um, so on to basketball. JD, there wasn't a whole lot of injury news to discuss. Um, there's some Lakers news, but we aren't since we're talking about the Lakers. I figure we can say that for the Lakers segment. Um, Mitchell Robinson is injured again, unfortunately. Yeah. I think that's probably the biggest injury news from this week. He underwent John surgery. Wall. Well, well he we can surgery. talk about John Wall if you want to talk about John Wall. I'm just saying uh, he's hurt, and I like him more than Mitchell Robinson. Well, Mitch, I mean, Mitchell Robinson is starting. I feel like Mitchell Robinson, key component to the Knicks' success um, but yes, John Wall also will miss a couple of weeks. Um, but Mitchell Robinson, JD, is gonna miss three weeks with a thumb injury. Let's just talk about let's talk about Mitchell Robinson first, then John Wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Robinson, JD, the you weren't around to talk about the Knicks. I think that was a week you were busy. Um, I I think the Knicks have been playing pretty well this year. But I feel like Robinson's a key component to that. And I don't like this for them. If he misses a lot of time, I could see them falling to like the back end of the East standings. Like I could see the Bulls passing them. Um, the Pacers staying in front of them. 
I I think that the Knicks could be. And what? How do you feel about it? Oh, uh, because I don't like the Knicks. I'm not upset about none of that. Well, I know you're not upset, but just what do you feel about like, like I'm I'm fine with all of that. Like, hey. I don't think y'all that good anyway. Y'all went on a good stretch, but time for reality to set in. So, do you think? I'm not saying it's the same thing because they were never as good as this team. But do you think this is like a worse version of last year's Bulls, where it was like a house of cards, you know, like kind of a cute, kind of like, hey, you know, this is really good, but you take one key defensive component out. And then, yeah, then the the cookie crumbles. Yeah, do you do you think it could be like that? And I think it's a worse version of that. But do you think it could be like that? Um, to an extent, yeah, to an extent. Um, the thing with the Knicks, they don't play their bitch. So that that's a huge thing. But then again, they might find a diamond in the rough. We don't know because they don't play a bunch of those guys. Yeah, they're going to play Jericho Sims um, about 37 minutes a game, probably. Hey, it might be like Jimmy Butler in uh, 2000, you know, what year was that? 2012 mm-hmm. or 2013 when Lou All went out. But yeah, right now, Jericho Sims is playing 12 minutes a game. I think that number goes up to about 30. Oh, yeah. During this, while Mitch is out. Um, and not. But they probably try to give Topper more time. I hope. I hope. <laughs> He's. Man. That's not going to be fun. Um, I'll say John Wall real quick. Totally forget, blanked on him. I'll admit. Um, abdominal strain. Reevaluated in two weeks. We just talked about the Clippers. We talked about maybe them starting John Wall. Um, Obviously. Not the great time to start John Wall. JD, is this Clippers team just ever going to be whole? Like, are they ever going to have a chance to build chemistry and become that team that we think they can be? I don't think they are. Honestly, the only way I can see it is if they all come back from all-star break healthy. But in the meantime, I say no. I'm honestly, um, I'm, I'm down on them right now. Because I, I refuse to trust that that team can be healthy. I mean... We, we've yet to see a stretch of John Wall, Kawhi, and Paul George. If if they all healthy, then we got key we got key guys off their bench uh, missing and Norm Powell, Luke Kennard, Batum. You know, it's like it's always something with them. Who's played more games this year, JD? Paul George or Luke Kennard? Jeez. Um, I know Kennard missed time early and he missed the time now, but PG was out like three weeks. Kennard, maybe by a couple games. No, it is Paul George. Luke Kennard has played 29 games. Paul George has played 31. This I, team, I, I knew it was a couple games away. This team is a disaster. Um, I'm just... Listen, this team, I think, is the captain of the on paper. Like, you know, on paper, this team should be one of the greatest teams we've ever seen. And they re- they made a conference finals in 2021. And I know we just talked about them a couple of weeks ago. But man, 
just everything with them, the health, the like lack of culture, you could almost say. It's just it just seems like it's a a ship that's sinking and taking on a bunch of water. And I you want to I think both of us, you know, for obvious reasons, want the Clippers to succeed. You know, you like Kawhi. I have a lot of, you know, me being right put into the Clippers. <laughs> um, that being said, JD, this is just a brutal, brutal stretch for them. And right now the Clippers are currently eighth in the West. The West is just a giant jumble. Yeah. Um. So we'll see how everything plays out. But are you ready to move on to the Minnesota Timberwolves? Yes, let's talk about the worst. Well, they actually have a better they're a better seed than the um than the Clippers right now, believe it or not. Hey, listen to me. That is the worst team because they got Rudy Gobert. Well, Rudy Gobert got hurt. Hey, that, one, that was the best thing for them. Rudy Gobert got hurt in one of these in this week. So we saw one of the games with them. He dominated um, one of your other favorite players. They played five games in the last week, JD. Who did, he, who did he dominate? I'll tell you who he dominated. He dominated DeAndre Ayton and the Phoenix Suns last exactly. Friday when they Listen, beat them 121 to 116. You want to know the craziest thing? I want to go better, do better than him. Yeah, and he, I, he stole the ball four times, JD. Like, it's, it's, and I, I can't stand either one of them, man. That was a a masterclass, and like, either that or Aiton just wasn't trying. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know, but one thing I can say is, without go better defense does take a shot, but that offense gets so much better. Okay. Back back to the schedule real quick. Um they beat the Cavs 110-102. They beat the Jazz 126-125. Or sorry, they lost to the Jazz 126-125. Lost to the Nuggets 122-118. And then beat the Raptors last night 128-126. Yeah, close. Close week. In almost every game. Yeah, I mean, now, did they lose to the Pistons by 17 the game before the Suns game? We don't have to talk about that. We don't need to talk about that. But in all seriousness, um, I think the Wolves, JD, I think, (laughs) this is crazy, they should start Nasri and trade both the centers. Like, no, I, I listen, he's a better defender than both of them are. He just is. Is he as good of a, as he as good of a uh, offensive player as cat? No. I go bear dominated Aiton, but man, he's just looking slower this year. There's no denying it. Teams are just like, okay, come here, Rudy. Come here, Rudy, on the pick and roll. Nonstop. Like, you want to know, know something that I think, though? What's that? Don't know the system. 
he knew what was going to happen in Utah. So he was already ready to embrace it. Are you giving Rudy Gobert the benefit of the doubt? No, I'm just saying Minnesota is uh, trash, the entire organization. So I can't necessarily blame him for what he don't know. And I don't think they in a situation where anybody knows what's going on. Look at you, Mr. Mr. J.D. Hall, providing nuance to a situation where I'm just trying to be a pure hater. Um, I feel like the roles are reversed here. I feel like I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Um, I, I we should talk about Ant first before we get to ripping on the rest of them. It it seems like Ant is playing better now that there's no one in the lane, right? Like I'm not crazy for yeah. thinking that, right? Like that's I why think- I said he should. That's why I said the Gobert move hurt Ant to where he had to figure out his game early in the season. Remember, he then dunked for like yeah, like a dunk in the first. What, 12 games, just one dunk? Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was... I think it's better now, but I'm going to look up since Cat went down, because I think Cat went down at the end of November. So, since November 30th, Ant's at 25 points a game, five assists, um, 45% from the field, 36% from three. I mean... The numbers seem to kind of indicate he's better with just one center out there. <laughs> I don't think this guy is the center they should do it with. I I don't know, JD. Like I don't I think if the Wolves wanted to build around Ant, they should have just made him a pick and roll ball handler, traded Russell, and just been like, okay. They thinking about trading D Low and they is a shit show. Can I say that? Like, well, of course. D Lo was very good for them in the playoffs. And we know what Ant was. Gobert's not going to fix the problem that they had in the playoffs. They should have brought that same team back. Y'all stole Kyle Anderson. Run that. Work with that. They screwed themselves, and that's the situation where they scrambling to try to figure out what will work because they're not going to be better than they was last season. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. I th- I think my thing is, with the Wolves is their best path was probably doing what the Suns did with Booker when they were super bad, when they just let Booker be the point guard. And I wouldn't say Booker is like a point guard caliber guard. I think you would agree with that. But what it did is he's a better passer now. Like he can see things, see the floor better. Like what would you give Booker's vision now? Like a B minus, like a B? Yeah, a B. But that's better. When he came into the league, it was like, what, a D coming out of Kentucky? He wasn't very great as a distributor. Or like someone who is going to find passing angles. If you were going to give the keys to Ant, that was the way to do it. Not this way where he's like, okay, he's the play play finisher, not the play initiator. I think the way to develop Ant was be like, okay, the ball's in your hands 100% of the time. And then as we move further into your career, then you can just be a play finisher. That's how you're maximized. 
I don't think that this is the way to do it. I think they're hurting his career by having him just be a play finisher and not letting him. It's kind of like DeMar DeRozan in Toronto where he had Kyle Lowry because now we're seeing all this stuff DeMar can do. Yeah. Like all this late in his career. And I think DeMar, like Ant right now is better than DeMar was this early in his career. Absolutely. Like way better. But I mean, JD, how long did it take for us to see like fully unlocked DeMar? Like his last year in Toronto? <laughs> I mean, even then. Yeah, they might be last year. <laughs> yeah, probably. He wasn't that in San Antonio. So we've seen fully unlocked DeMar for two years. Yeah. And I'm not saying, I think a guy like Brunson would be great next to. I think he'd be great next to Ant. I, someone like that, someone who's not going to need the ball. I, I don't know. Um, Go Bear. Like you said, disaster. If you're them, what do you do with Carl Anthony Towns? Just like, what? Because I'm going to look up when he's supposed to come back. I don't I even. Think, I, I thought. Uh, I, 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 I've said for the longest they should have got rid of. Uh, they should have kept him, never got go better. Because now you're messing up some things like. You're messing up the things for your best two players. Cat needs to be able to pump fake drive to the hole. Then Ant needs to be able to get to the hole. Gobert only can play around the paint. So I, I just think with that, they messed up the entire team. And honestly, it's either blow it up or try to get rid of Gobert. I mean, didn't we just see this story with Ben Simmons and Embiid? Like, when Embiid had the ball, Simmons couldn't be behind the three-point line, so he had to be at the dunker spot. Like, and everyone's like, Embiid's like, oh, I don't like playing like this. Embiid was complaining for how many, the last how many years. Yeah. And I, I, we saw Ant at the beginning of the year, like, I don't have any space to dunk. <laughs> I mean, how many times does a guy come out and say that? What did Nas Reed say a couple of weeks ago? Oh, we know the reason. <laughs> we know the reason we're struggling. It's an insane thing. We've had two straight weeks of Power Hour teams where a guy says something absolutely insane to the press. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about with the Rockets, with Eric Gordon. Where he said no development. And then this week. I mean, Nazarene didn't say it this week, but Nazarene saying that that's absolutely insane thing to say to the press <laughs> because everyone knows what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's not hard. It was like a no brainer. I thought nothing of it when he said it. I was like, oh, yeah, we know. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's obvious you're obviously talking about Rudy Gobert. It's like yeah. we know. <laughs> like, come on now. Um some bright spots for the wolves. I know we've been bashing them. 
Jaden McDaniels, JD. Oh my God. Kid's a monster. Like, on offense and on, like, he's not an offensive monster. He's a good role player on offense. And then on defense, I think he's a defensive star right now. And I think right now he's probably on my all defense team. Like, what he does on that end, he's guarding, you know, any player. He's doing what Jared Vanderbilt did last year. Basically, note for note, and doing it probably better than Jared Vanderbilt did it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think nobody uh can do what Vanderbilt did, but I do like uh McDaniels. I think McDaniel's shooting ability paired with um Vanderbilt was what I was most interested in seeing coming into this season. That's why I was so upset with the trade because both of them long wings. Vanderbilt can play in that dunker spot. Cat can actually drive down the paint and people won't leave off Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt is an offensive rebounding machine. Now he he's just a hustling player. Then you had you got McDaniels who can knock down the shot and he's athletic. Like I was very I wanted to see what those two could have did together. I thought that they could have been uh great complimentary players around Cat and uh at L. McDaniels averaging a steal and a block this year. <laughs> the Wolves really get out in the passing lanes. I mean Yeah, they, they so have, young. They so young. I mean, they have Ant averaging 1.7 steals. They have Russell averaging one steal. Kyle Anderson averaging 1.3 steals. I mean, this team gets out and they steal the ball. I mean, that's a good... Their defense isn't as good as it was last year, but that's a good sign. You know, it's kind of like what the Hornets were doing when they were getting destroyed in the play-in games. But it's not a, you know... It'll help win you some games, I guess. Um, Nas Reed, like I said, I love that guy. He's just so good. He's going to be a starter next year. Or someone should just go, like, I think the Sixers should go. If I saw the Wolves weren't going to extend him. If I'm the Sixers, I'm like, hey, we'll take Nas Reed over, you know, whoever. If I'm the, you know, if I'm a team in need of a backup center, I'm taking Nazarene over any of these jokers. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not against him, but I I think Cat is better for that well, team. Well, yes, I was obviously going a little overboard when I said he should be the starting five for that team, but I think next year he's like going to start for a team. I think he is a starter. I think he's one of the 30 best centers, probably. In my estimation. And I, I don't know what team, though. Well, there's one team up in uh, the Pacific Northwest that could use a starting center. Um, their guy is looking like Enos Cantor right now. Um, I think there's another team... Well, the Clippers wouldn't start him over Zubach. If the Pacers trade a Turner, maybe. I don't know. 
and send them to OKC. He young. I mean, honestly, that's a, that's a good fit, actually. That's a great fit. I love that. Look at you, JD. You should be a GM. Um, I said that. Tori and Prince and Kyle Anderson. Two two pros. I mean, doing what they need to do. I think Kyle Anderson almost had a triple-double one of these games, one of these last couple of games. Kyle Anderson, he did have a triple-double. He had a triple-double against Utah. 13, 10, and 11. Yeah. Um, Kyle, Kyle Anderson, one of those guys, man, just could do it all. He's being wasted on this team. He just is. Man, I should have went back to Memphis. I'm telling you, he only left because he thought the team was breaking up. Well, I, I mean, mean, not the team was breaking up. He didn't think that team was going to break up. Yeah, I I get it. Like, I mean, the Gobert trade was awful. Was, okay, I think our last question which trade was worse? The Rudy Gobert trade or the Paul Pierce KG to the Brooklyn Nets trade? Say that one more time. Which trade was worse? The Rudy Gobert trade or the Paul Pierce KG trade to the Nets? Gobert. <laughs> wow. You're saying the Nets giving the Celtics Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum for free is better than this for the Jazz? Yeah. Wow. Incredible, folks. You heard it here first. Where are the Jazz in the standings? The Jazz are... The Jazz are sixth. <laughs> God, I hate the West. Um, listen, JD, I know you weren't inspired to talk about this team. So, are you ready to move on to the Los Angeles Lakers? Absolutely. Okay. So, the Lakers are an interesting team. They are 20 and 25. They're 13th in the Western Conference. Um, they received some great news that I will t- talk about in just a second. Um, last five games they beat or they lost to the Nuggets 122 to 109 lost to the Mavericks 115 119 to 115 and double overtime lost to the Sixers 113 to 112 lost to the or beat the Rockets 140 to 132 and then lost to the Kings 116 to 111 they did the news they got was that 80 will be back pretty soon I think they said next week um, it's now it did say possible returns, so he might not be back next week. But JD, this team is currently, let's see, by my math, they are currently two games out of 10th, so they're right in the mix for the play in with 80 back. I, I think there's no way they don't make the play in. Oh, yeah, and he was dominating before he went out. I yeah, think it, they definitely make it. And what do you think adding AD does for this team? 
they get their best player back. Everything becomes easier for everybody, you know? Well, he is, he has, was great before he went down 27 and 12, um, get into the line eight times a game. I mean, to put it bluntly, LeBron has been great this year, but I think AD was their real star. Yeah, LeBron, like LeBron getting LeBron doing exactly what he's supposed to do, you know? Exactly. And what's been like when you watch the Lakers, what do you think when you watch like LeBron in particular? Um greatest longevity ever, man. Like the fact that let me see how to say this. The fact that LeBron win or lose still going out there and going for almost 30 and he only make it two threes a game. You know what I'm saying? So he he's working to get to that to the rim, and he's showing a little bounce in his step again. He has slowed down a little bit, but I think I think because it's mid season, we could see that he got his he got his track shoes on, and he's using that body the right way. He's not trying to just knock you over, but he's bumping or to get around you. Yeah, I, I think I think. Uh, LeBron is using is like I just complimented his athleticism. It's really his his math. As always, he's the smartest person on the floor most times. So I think uh he's just figuring out where the defender is gonna be to put himself in a position to get a good shot up. That's what he's doing. Yeah, and the way he's played without AD has been pretty like I mean he's been playing like last year's LeBron which I didn't really expect I mean what can you expect at this point like so for the last let's just 18 games I don't know when AD went out exactly but we'll just say since December 9th we'll just cherry pick a random segment of games 37 minutes a game 33 points Eight rebounds, seven point five assists, um, fifty four percent from the field, and even worse, twenty four percent from three. I mean, I think the benefit of getting AD back is that he won't have to do that. Yeah, and because right now he's doing a ton, uh-huh. and we've we've seen he, over if he's not getting almost a double double a night, they're not even in the in the game. Exactly. And coincidentally, their record in this stretch has been pretty abysmal. Um, they're 16 and 19 when LeBron plays, but I'm pretty sh- like I wonder what the record is when AD plays. They're 11 and 14, so really their team has not. There's been subpar the whole year. Um, my question is, JD, like I, I feel like this team watching them. Like, I feel like I see more defensive movement, you know? I feel like I see more defensive, like, 
the rotations are good. But without AD, it just feels like this team can't get a stop. They can't. Like, oh, they can't. But it's you can see that Darvin Ham is a good coach. Does it? Does that make sense? Like, I, I think that Ham deserves credit for improving this team's defense. But also, like, you can't see it in the numbers because they don't have their defensive linchpin. Uh huh. And I think that, like, Russ, right? I can really see it in Russ because Russ. He's been looking good. Russ's defense hasn't looked awful this year. And that's a testament to Darvin Ham because, JD, when's the last time we could say Russ's defense wasn't awful? I mean, last year in OKC. I don't even know. It was still pretty bad then. I would say probably like the last year Harden was there, maybe. <laughs> nah, man. Russ had some good seasons playing defense. I, I don't know, man. Well, let's actually talk about Russ. Um, he's only started three games this year. He is averaging 16, 8, and 6 off the bench. Shooting 42% from the field. Um, JD, I feel like Russ is giving the Lakers a spark off the bench. Playing really well. He and LeBron are showing a lot better chemistry, I feel, this year. Oh, yeah, definitely. And just what do you feel when you watch LeBron and Russ? I mean, what do you feel when you watch Russ this year? Um. It looked like he enjoying the game again. And I think that was the number one thing. Like, he didn't look happy no more. And it, it looked like he he found that joy again, even if it's not well we used to see it. He don't look, it doesn't look bad anymore. Like, and that's a good way to put it. And you can see that reflected in the other guys' three-point percentages. LeBron's, Russ's, and AD's three-point percentages are all awful. But Lonnie Walker, 38%. Dennis Schroeder, 36%. And, and you can't depend on them still. Well, no. But with those guys, with LeBron and Russ, I mean, those are two of the probably the best, pat, like, two of the five best passers in the last 10 years, I would say. That are still playing. I mean, Russ is an underrated passer. Like even he's, and I wouldn't even say underrated. He's a disrespected passer. The way he can set his teammates up and get his guys in position to make threes. Um, Russ is just that guy when it comes to getting his guys in position to score. Have there been any like bright spots? Like I feel like Schroeder and Bryant have been really good since they've gotten healthy. Oh yeah, I was about really to say, good. Tom Thomas Bryant, brightest spot. What do you like, like about Thomas? Bryant? I like just what we always knew—the hustle, the um, the energy. Always been his energy. Yeah, and the defense. That's another thing. Ham is making him look better on defense. Again, it's still not good. You knew my issue with him was always his defense. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was a very I don't know, sarcastic mm-hmm there. 
<laughs> nah, I was for real. <laughs> it sounded like it though. Um, but you know, I feel like him watching him on defense. He's unlocked Brian's defense, and he's gotten that dog out of Dennis Schroeder again. Dennis Schroeder. I don't think there's a bigger difference in a guy when he's trying and not trying on the defensive end than Dennis Schroeder. Like when he wants to be, I think he could be like a top defensive guard in the league. I really do. I don't. He's got he's got the wingspan. He's got the quickness. He just doesn't try. Like, yeah, and that's that's the thing. Effort. Defense is mainly effort. Well, we're seeing it this year from Schroeder. I think that's the thing. at at, at times. I don't know, man. I. I'll never give up on Schroeder 100%. I know last year, last year wasn't his finest showing, to say the least. Um, I, I, I refuse to give up on him. Any Austin Reeves or Max Christie thoughts? Before, I actually have a couple of questions, like big picture questions about the Lakers before we move on. But any like individual player thoughts before we move on to my last big picture questions about the Lakers. Um no, I don't got none. Not not for not about the Lakers. I think everything was straightforward with them. Okay, so my big picture questions. Can this team make it out of the play in in your eyes? Are they better than so are they better than let's just say Utah are they better than Minnesota, the Clippers, Golden State, OKC, Phoenix, and Portland? Jeez. That's a lot of teams to climb. I don't think they're better than none of them. You think they're worse than all those teams? Not OKC. Uh, Portland is a big question for me. I think that'll be a nice series. But the rest of them, no. They they better than Dallas. I mean, Dallas just beat them. I know Dallas just beat them, but they better than Dallas. I think. I think they got a. Uh, they they. Okay, how can I say this? Dallas big three, and they big three, right? I give they big three the slight edge. The Lakers? Yeah. Because of what Anthony Davis can do. Like, look, I don't care what nobody say. Luka can do all of this right. Numbers-wise, LeBron can get those numbers. What did I always say? LeBron can get you the numbers and he can get you there. He needs somebody that's going to help him win. That can, That's going to guarantee that. I think Anthony Davis does that better than anybody on um, Dallas can. And I think Russell Westbrook, with what he can do, like how versatile you can use him on defense or just the little things on offense he can provide. No matter what Spencer did, what he do, I think Westbrook a little more valuable. And all of the other role players for both teams suck to me. For the most part, they, they all like cancel out. I mean, I think the role players on Dallas are for the most part better than the ones on on LA, but fair enough. Um, my other big question is 
do you see a scenario where LeBron James wins another championship no, in sir. his career? No, sir. Will you be watching when LeBron James breaks the record for most points scored in the NBA career? Probably not. I know, you, I'm a, I know I'm going to see it like a thousand freak attacks like I saw Steph shot uh, versus New York. I'm going to see the same shot a thousand freak attacks on social media. So I'm going to just watch another game so I don't get annoyed by the fact that I'm going to see the same shot a billion times. Well, they're saying LeBron's going to break it around the All-Star break. Um, yeah. They're saying... Probably, it's not going to be at Madison Square Garden. That's too close. He needs to get 280 points, I think, to pass to tie Kareem. So that'd be 28 points. That's too many points to get in like the next five games to get at MSG. Although, you know, LeBron would want to do that. Oh, yeah. He need to average like fifty points a game to do it at MSG. Well, LeBron, he'll try. He will try that. And you know what? I would not put it past him. Um, and then is I? I guess I don't have any more questions about the Lakers. Do you have any questions for me about the Lakers, JD? Um. Okay. Say. It don't work this year, right? Okay. We know Westbrook gonna be a free agent, right? Mm-hmm. With that extra money, what do you think they need to fill that the biggest void? What needs to be filled the most? What position and what type of player? Wings. Wings, 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 wings. But I I make it a point to bring Russ back. Because I think Russ fits your vision. I think you need another ball handler. Um, And if he's willing to buy into coming off the bench, and if he's willing to sacrifice, I thought he wasn't going to be willing to sacrifice, J.D. I thought he was going to be like, okay, let's, you know, I'm going to be the guy. I thought he was going to be Allen Iverson. He hasn't been Allen Iverson. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being Allen Iverson because Allen Iverson earned, you know, the right to not come off the bench. It sucked the way that he went out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, sometimes that's just the way the great careers end, unfortunately. Um, but it's cool, J.D., that Russ is embracing this role. And I don't I don't really think we're talking about it enough. And so my ideal Lakers offseason if they're going to try to win another championship next year, which I don't think they can, but let's just say they try. You try to recreate that 2019, 20 teams. Mm-hmm. You bring back the equivalent of KCP. You bring back the equivalent of Danny green and you try to find another coups. The problem is, is that those question. guys are cheap. Quick question. Okay. Well, what you just said, do you, Make the move for Jay Crowder. Not this year, no. What? what no, is- I'm, I'm saying offseason. No, he and LeBron didn't get along, remember? Yeah, but I think Jay Crowder fit what they need. 
he does. See, the problem is, is that Jake Crowder needs to go to his team. Like Phoenix was a perfect fit for him because they were shooting around Jake Crowder and he didn't yeah. need to actually hit shots. S- similar to the Miami situation. Yes, he didn't need to actually hit shots. He just needed to shoot shots. Yeah. That's what you need from Jake Crowder. Jake Crowder's not a make shots kind of guy. He's a shoot shots kind of guy, which again, it's important. Okay. But- Another thing, then, since we know that they've been all right defensively, but they don't have one lockdown defender. Mm-hmm. Free agency. Will Matisse Thibel will be somebody they should target? Oh, God. It would be interesting. The problem is, is that this team doesn't have enough shooters already. I'd like to see Matisse on the Warriors. But that would be a great Matisse Thibel team because I think he could. He's a smart player. He's a smart person. Great so, color. Mm-hmm. He could fit with that culture and be fine. He's not a lost cause in the NBA. He just can't shoot. You can work around that. Yeah. We've, we've seen it before. Um, And we saw not good shooters become very respectable shooters. I think if I'm looking for a lockdown defender, I know Gary Payton's not a free agent. Who's... I don't know who's a free agent, but like a guy like Gary Payton, you know? Okay. Like, I think you need to shore up that spot next to LeBron at the point guard spot. And you need to shore up that spot at the three, four, like how the, how the Blazers did with Jeremy Grant, but like, you're actually trying to be good. (laughs) This was productive. I like that. I'm thinking I'm going to do that with all the teams now. Um, You ready for the Miami heat? Oh, definitely. Okay. Let's get to somebody I care about just a little bit. So the Miami Heat are 25 and 21, good for sixth in the Eastern Conference. Let's go, Jimmy. Finally, a good conference. Um, Last five games, they beat the Thunder 112 to 111. What was notable about that game is they set the most record. They set the record. uh, Easy for me to say. For most free throws, is that a miss? Um. Yeah, man. Led by who? Led by Jimmy Butler. Thank um, you. And then they beat the Bucks in back-to-back games. Giannis did not play in either of those games, but wins a win. 108-102 first game, 111-95 second game. Beat the... Uh, beat the... Or lost to the Hawks, 121-113 to on Martin Luther King Day. Close. And then destroyed the Pelicans... 124 to 98. JD, this team, first of all, um, this team, it, we're hitting them on a stretch where they got pretty lucky schedule-wise. They took advantage of it, to be clear, which is what the good team should do. You got um, winning four or five against that weak stretch is what the good teams should do. Um, but I mean... I'd say the hardest game they played in that stretch other than the Hawks game was that Thunder game. The Thunder mm-hmm. gave them a run for their money. They just, the Thunder couldn't stop fouling. And the Miami, if the Heat shot like literally 95%, they lose that game um, from the free throw line. So, JD, when you're watching this team, 
are they disappointing compared to last year? Like, what's your thought process when it comes to watching this Heat team? Ah, <laughs> uh, this about to sound so bad, but uh, in the words of the great, the great Joel and B, trust the process. Okay. I, think, I think they learned so much from last season uh, in the playoffs that I think they go hit it hard the second half. Because you got to remember, Kyle Larry been out the lineup. Jimmy missed time. Tyler Hero missed a lot of time. During that time, oh, Cody, uh, Martin, during that time, most of it, we was waiting for Vic to come back. And now Vic back, and Vic is looking really good. Who we could say probably was in that Boston series was Jimmy's top help. And I think they learn that not just to, how to work together to get to that place again, but I think they start to figure out the specific lineups again. Because now you're starting to see less guys come off the bench and if they are, they in short spurts of minutes. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think now that they, they healthy again, I think Spo starting a little earlier because we went maybe three weeks out from All-Star break, two, three weeks out. I think now is is it's the time to start doing it. So that way, when we come back from All-Star break, we know exactly how we need to play, how we want to play, and where we want to get uh, into our set set. So I'm I'm not I'm not upset by it. I'm I'm just curious to see will they be ready in the playoffs? I still think that one hole is pretty big. You know which hole I've been harping on all year with them. I agree. Um, that being said. It might not be as important now because they have Bam. Bam is probably. Am I off base saying he's the best defensive player in the East? Yeah. Who's the best defensive player in the East? Oh, I ain't gonna lie. I can't name nobody. You just you just wanted to contradict me. I just had to immediately disagree with you. Um, <laughs> you asshole. I think I think you you can say that for sure. I mean, you can make a case he's the best defensive player in the league. Yeah, I, his versatility and the fact he he actually can guard one to five. Yeah, effectively, and he is not doing it as much this year. Like, I feel like in the past, Bam was like, let me switch, let me switch, let me switch. Like, this is going to be a Caleb Ass analogy, like he makes on Linsanity. But, like, it's like when a baby gets a new toy and he just wants to play with that toy, you know? But it's like Bam needs to realize, like, there's he has other toys, you know? Like, he can do drop coverage. Yeah. And he's still great. He can do, you know, other things. Like, Bam. You know what I learned about Bam? What's that? He only dropped versus high flyers. Yeah. I, you're not wrong. But he also, I Bam can hedge. 
too, which I think there is real. He, I think the great ones, right? Like Brooke Lopez is a great defender, but he's only great in the drop. Like you don't see him hedging a whole lot. Like you don't see him coming up to the level. He can't. He he can't switch. He's just. He just learned how to finally protect the rim after like thirteen years in the league. Right, but like Bam, you know, he can hard hedge. He can, you know, switch and then go back to the roller. Like Bam is so versatile on that side that it's like. I understand, like, okay, sweet. I can just guard everyone on a switch. We might as well just switch all the time. I don't think that's the best way to use Bam. No. I think, and I think they've realized that. And I think they've gotten through to him, like, hey, you know. There's only certain teams you could do that to. Right. Like, hey, you know, if you're playing the the Clippers, for example, like Kawhi, yeah, you should switch because I don't think Kawhi is going to try to blow by you. He's going to want to back you down. But you're quick enough to contain him and you're strong enough to not let him back you down. You know, like in theory, right? Obviously, Kawhi is really skilled. I'm just using an example. Um, I think Bam, he changes the math for me where I don't think you like PJ Tucker has kind of gotten overrated (laughs) a little bit. He's not good this year. That is for sure. Um, should have stayed in Miami. He should have stayed in Miami. Jay Crowder should have stayed in Miami. Yep. Um, but I think they could get a guy like Jay Crowder off the scrap heap at this point. And Jay Crowder will put them right back where they were. You know, they can get a guy like KJ Martin even. Free KJ Martin, um, first and foremost. That's what I've been saying. He's in a terrible situation down there. Um, you were talking about John Wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this team just needs someone because Jimmy is a great defender, but I don't think I want Jimmy like with how much I have to have him do on offense in the playoffs. I don't want him guarding the best player in the playoffs. Nah, you want to bring somebody else in for help. Exactly. I want to do what do what Toronto did uh, most of that year, and to Kawhi had to guard Giannis. Exactly. You know what Kawhi did in every other series? He waited to see who was gonna get hot. When Aaron Gordon got hot, he guarded Aaron Gordon. When they went against um, who else? They they went against Philly. He guarded Ben Simmons until Game Seven. That's when he guarded Jimmy, when they backwards against the wall. When they went against Ashley, it was times in the clutch where he would go guard Middleton because he knew that they needed a three. He would go guard Middleton. When they went against Golden State, he guarded Draymond. And then the times Clay got hot, he would guard Clay. That's what they need. Jimmy to do, but they got to find a defender that's he don't have to be a better defender than Jimmy or as great. He just has to be as the best that they can. Okay. Perfect example. Was Patrick Beverly a better defender than Paul George or Jim or Kawhi? No. 
but he was great at what he did. He was an irritant. That's what they need. Somebody who's just great at what they do. Who I think is finding a groove back. Vic. Vic is very pesky. Cal Larry, very irritated. But can we trust those guys to be healthy? No. So you gotta go fast or else. They would be a team that I would say, Matisse Thibu, everybody over there learn how to shoot from the corner. Y'all can help him learn how to shoot from the corner. Let him just run rapid on defense. Miami best when they in transition. And that's a team that cuts a lot. So I think he could work. It's just they need somebody who could take that pressure off of Jimmy. Oh, for sure. And in the regular season, Jimmy takes that pressure off of himself. Yeah. Um, Play the passing lane nonstop. Plays the passing lane. Right now, he's third on the team in shot attempts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, he's efficient. He gets to the foul line still. I mean, if there's one thing that man's going to do, he's going to get to the free throw line. He's still getting six rebounds, five assists, two steals. I mean, say what you want about this team. He will always and forever be their best player until like he has a massive drop-off. But that's not happening anytime soon. And I still have him in my top 10. As crazy as that, like, you know, I didn't forget when he dropped two 45-point games in the conference finals last year. That just didn't slip my mind. Yeah, is a big time player. We we should talk about Kyle Lowry though. Um, yeah, he's not doing great, JD. He's, he's kind of he's a he's disappointment. Kind of, listen, you know you know this hurts my heart. Um, you know I'm a big Kyle Lowry fan, but he hasn't been good. He, I mean, he's a good floor general, but I I don't think that's what this team needs. He gotta be able to score again. They, I think, a trade I've seen floated around a lot, and I've actually floated it myself to some of our friends. Just don't say him for Russ. For Russell Westbrook? Yeah. No, I was gonna say him. I was gonna say him for another Russ, D'Angelo Russell. I wouldn't be mad with that. I think it makes sense for both teams because Russell gives the heat a little bit of a scoring boost, right? And Lowry gives the Wolves more of just like, hey, an adult in the room. But he also takes a step back and lets Ant have more of the reins and more of a higher usage rate. I think it kind of... Because Lowry, what this team needs is someone who isn't going to pound the ball and run 30 pick and rolls, right? And that's not even what Lowry does necessarily, but Lowry is a floor general. Lowry is someone who sees the game better than everyone else. I think you would agree with that sentiment. Um, That's not what this team needs. And I think if you want the best out of Kyle Lowry, you put him in a situation where they need someone who can get help guys become better, the best versions of themselves. I just don't think this situation is it. And I think if you put D'Angelo Russell here, he's what, the third, fourth option? Probably fourth? You could debate. I think Bam would happily slide into the fourth option. 
offensively. And could you imagine Russell off of a pick, like off of a handoff from Bam out of bio? I wouldn't be upset with that. Like imagine, like just imagining it. I wouldn't be upset with that. Glad I got you on my side. Um, how have you felt? Let's talk about Tyler Hero. Um, 21 points a game, six rebounds, four and a half assists, 44, or I'll round up 45, 38, um, 92% from the free throw line, only three attempts a game, but still hasn't missed a whole lot of free throws. How have you felt watching, um, Tyler Hero this year? Um, I want more consistency still. Like, we know when he going, he going. I just want more consistency. I agree with that. Like, what he's doing on a steady basis, it's not bad. It's just, what was he saying coming into this year? I'm on the same level as the Lucas, the Trace, the Tatums, and those guys. Well, I'm not asking you to put up the numbers that they put, but be just as consistent. Right now, he's on the level as, like, Jalen Brunson, R.J. Barrett, like, those guys. Yeah, he's, like, tier four. Yeah, which isn't an insult. To, no, I mean, it's not. It's just that much greatness in the league. The league like, is Maybe really 15 deep. years ago, he'll be tier two because of his scoring and shooting prowess. <laughs> yeah, That's a, that would be a fun podcast to do. It would be, like, rank. Like rank the highest, like rank guys where they would be ten years ago, where they would be in the league ten years ago. Like not scrubs, but like where would Tobias Harris be? You know this Tobias. I hate Tobias. I know, but like he's you throw this Tobias Harris in the league in 2011 or 2012, 13. Jeez, that was ten years ago. He's he's a problem. Is he a good problem? I don't know. I'll tell you what. He's as good as that year's Josh Smith. Probably better than that year's Josh Smith. No comment? Nope. Um, big picture questions for the Heat. Is this team to you as currently constructed? No trades. We're you said brought up we're a few weeks away from the all-star game. We're about three weeks away. We're about like we're even closer to the trade deadline than we are to the all-star game. Is this team without any trades a title contender? Mm, fully healthy, yeah, but I don't trust this enough. I think they beat Philly. Okay. I think they... This is my thing. Right. I think they pushed Milwaukee and Boston like we saw before. But we need... I need like I keep saying, consistency. If Bam played like this in the playoffs, they they would have beat Boston. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, for sure. If he play like this, they could beat Milwaukee. Because we know Jimmy is a playoff performer. We Jimmy needs somebody to help him. It shouldn't be a game-to-game basis as to who's going to be the number two. I want y'all to fight for that number two. That's how good y'all playing. I want it to be if they if they doubling me off the um off a of, off a of, um screen. I know they can't leave Tyler. I know right. they go. I know the extra help got to go to Bam. So now we y'all picky. Now it's pick your poison. You come up on me, Bam is a good enough passer. He knocking down that seventeen footer, and we know he'll go dunk on you. Pick your poison, and we know. We know Tyler Hero can score at all three levels. But is he going to stay healthy for the whole that, playoff run? That's my point. We just don't know what we getting outside of Jimmy and in the is, playoffs. And when is Kyle Lowry going to have his one good game? You know, like a series. It's... If this team adds, let's say, a guy at Jay Crowder's level... Are they a title contender? Do you write them in that tier? I say that again. If they add a guy at Jay Crowder's level, yeah. are they a title contender? Truthfully, I, I think, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Interesting. So, like, if they steal Kelly, you know who's a guy I think they should steal? You might say Kelly Oubre. <sighs> you fucking mind reader. I hate you. I was about to say Kelly Oubre. I would love that. Like, Kelly Oubre would actually fit this team like a glove. Mm-hmm. And I think he should be coming back soon, if I'm not mistaken. His couple of weeks should be up. If if nothing else, they should be up by the trade deadline. Um, I If this team loses in the first round... Is that a disappointing season for them? Depends to who. If they lose to any of the top five, is that a disappointing season? If it ain't to Boston or Milwaukee, yeah. So if they lose to Brooklyn, Philly, or Cleveland? Yep. Interesting. So you think Boston and Milwaukee, like just you and I haven't talked for a little while. Bro- Brooklyn and Brooklyn is in there, right? But the reason why I'm not just saying Brooklyn is because Brooklyn has something called Ben Simmons. True. And you know I love Ben Simmons. He refuses to be aggressive. You, with a coach like Spo and defenders that they have, use it against them. Simple. Simple. Just use it against them. Use it against them. That's why so, I take them out. Um, oh, well. With the defenders that they have, Donovan Mitchell ain't going for 30 a night. Go left, ho. That, that's what they're going to say. Yeah, Go left. Worry, my, guy, my guy DG will. Oh, we know what he could do. But Donovan Mitchell being a go-to scorer, he will have to prove not only he could go left to the hoe, but he's gonna continue, he gonna have to make those same shots going left if he choose to bail them out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
we know that's that's what get Donovan Mitchell in trouble. And then um, who else did you name? Oh, uh, Philly. Uh, I just don't see them losing to Philly. Um, and B gonna dominate. They got enough defenders to throw it harder. And the rest of the team outside of Massey can't score. Tobias is not a playoff performer. I don't care. That whole series last year, I was loving it. Tobias showed up one game, and that's all you can depend on him for. Hey, it was the one that counted. Hey, they lost after that. Okay. Do you have any questions for me about the Heat? No, I think we agree uh, on the things that they need. That would be my question. Fair enough. Um, JD, I think you and I got to talk about what we got to do next week. Um, I think All-Stars, I think they're announcing the All-Star starters next Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. So you and I got to get together soon, I think, and put together our All-Star teams. Um, I'm just going to tell you this right now. Goga Batadze starting for all five of my spots in the Eastern Conference. Nah, man. Um, Kobe White starting two guard in the Eastern Conference. Please. Um, Joe Ingles, my starting three. Corey Joseph. I'm not doing this with you, AP. My starting one. All stars sound good next week, JD. We're doing a little bit. I like it. Okay. And then, so stay tuned for that. Make sure you listen to Insanity. They're going to get you through the playoffs with that schmuck Caleb Lynn and those two great fellas, Bryce Shaddy and Zach Griffith. Um, make sure you listen to Circle City Cinema too. Um, Oscar nominations will be announced soon. So you don't want to miss Zach's thoughts on that. JD, do you have anything coming up on? Facts and stats. Still just still just putting a lot of things together. I haven't released nothing, but I'm getting a bunch of different things together because I've been thinking about a bunch of new ideas I want to put in play and uh just see how it go when I introduce them. So working on a lot, just been keeping it close to chess. Can't wait to hear it, my brother. Um make sure you check that out. JD, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, of course, brother. Love it, man. And I want to thank you all so much for listening. <laughs>